We are discussing the halachas of bringing young children to shul. So yesterday we discussed the halacha of kissing children in shul, and one should not do that if he is doing that with ahava, unless they're doing it to calm a child down, if the child fell, or the child is crying. But your typical kiss of ahava should not be done in shul, because we should reiterate that there's no ava ka'avas, ka'avas hamakim baruchu, especially in a shul that our ava, our love, should only be for our Kaddish Baruch Hu when it comes to shul. So we said we will discuss a little more about bringing children to shul, and we'll circle back to the question of giving children candy in shul. So why would a person bring their child to shul? So if you look in the Gemara in Chagiga, the Gemara in Chagiga Daf Gimel tells us, asks, why do taf, why do young children come to hakel? They're not going to listen to anything. They're not going to hear anything that's going on. So the Gemara says, To give schar to those that bring them. Toysfus writes, from here we rely. We bring children to, to the basic Knesset in order to give us our avim, to give us schar for bringing them to shul. There's a little more to this. The Ramah says that, and Simkov Chavdali says that once a child can answer Amen, so they already have a chilek in Olam Haba. We mentioned this way uh, way back in the Chayadam, that if you train your children to say Amen, at that point already they have a chilek in Olam Haba, so you bring them to Shul, and you teach them how to say Amen. Additionally, they can go kiss the Sevatara. The Ramah brings this down in Simon Kof Memtes, that the minog is to bring children to Shul so that they can kiss the Sevatara. And if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it sounds like even Mikra Megillah, even from Megillah reading, you should bring your children to shul. So why would you bring it? So on one hand, you have the schar for the parents that are bringing the children to school, to, to shul, sorry. You have the element of chinuch, you be mechanech them to say amen, to participate in shul. So when they get older, they'll know what to do. They'll know how to take out a siddur, they'll know how to shackle, they'll know when to answer amen, yeshmi rabba, great. And they also get their own schosim of kissing the Sefer Torah, of answering Amen. And another reason, which is not brought down in Halacha, is that it gives a mommy a break. Often, many women are, are tired, especially on Shabbos, and it'll be great for them to have the children out of the house Shabbos morning. So the truth is, many shuls have started, when I, when I was growing up, I didn't have this, but they have babysitting or certain type of programs where they give, uh, they give the uh, child, they, have, they provide child care so that people can come to shul or that women can sleep Shabbos morning or relax. So if that's what your shul does, that would be great. But that's not the discussion. The discussion is bringing the children to the actual shul during davening. So it seems like we have some very nice reasons. Uh, uh, assuming the child will answer amen, you teach them uh, a little bit about davening, and you give schar to those that bring them. You're bringing your child into a great place. The Gemara tells us that one of the Tanoim became a tremendous Tamachacham because his mother would bring him to the base medrash even when he was a, an infant. And she just put them here, put them, put him in the base medrash and he would listen to everybody learning and the Kedusha had an effect on him. So these are the reasons why one would theoretically bring their child to shul. So let's go to the other, the other, uh, other uh, side of the coin. Why, would, why should a person not bring their child to shul? So there's a few reasons. So one of them is that, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tzadi Vav, Sif Dalet, that for you, the parent who's trying to damage Shmon Esrei, the child will distract you. They're going to cry. They're going to, to uh, make noise. So for your own personal Shmon Esrei, it is not the wisest idea to bring them to shul. The halach is, let's say, you know, the ch- your child tells you, I'll be quiet, I'll be good. And then you're in the middle of davening Shmon Esrei. And then... They're throwing a fit, they're making a mess. So the halacha is, and people don't realize this, the halacha is that although one cannot speak out during Shemana Esrei, if something is distracting you, and the only way for you to get back to your kavana is to walk 
you are allowed to walk during Shemun Hesrei. Another example would be, let's say a person knows that you're supposed to say Al-Hanisim, and they decided they're going to dive in Shemun Hesrei by heart, and then they get up to Al-Hanisim, and they don't, they, they don't, they don't know, they don't know by heart. Halacha is, if they're not going to be able to daven, they're allowed to walk over to the, to uh, to get a siddur in order to finish davening. Let's say a sefer falls on the floor, and halacha is you shouldn't pick it up. You should continue davening shmanasri. But this person he cannot concentrate if a sefer is on the floor. The halacha is you're allowed to go bend down, pick it up, in order that you should not, in order that you should be able to go back to davening shmanasri. So the same thing would apply. In shul, when you have ch- children there, you bring a child to shul, or let's say you're you're davening at home. A woman is davening at home, and the, the baby is uh, screaming, and or just just needs a little extra attention. So the halach is you're allowed to pause in the middle of your shemunasrei, walk over to them, pick them up if they fell, and then proceed to finish your shemunasrei. So let's say a person brings someone to shul, and the child is crying. Don't you know have a nice long shemunasrei while everybody else is being disturbed? You walk out. With your child and you finish davening Shemesre when you can. <clears throat> so that's number one reason is that for your own personal tefillah, you should not have children there because they will distract you. Number two, the Kafachayim says, and this is similar to what we mentioned yesterday with kissing children, that when you're in shul, if you have children around, so then you're going to be looking at them, how cute they are, and you're going to have ahava towards them as opposed to ahava only to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person davens, davening is not really about a country club. Davening is our connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when you bring children there, you have a family type of sitting, seating, so then you don't necessarily have that direct kavana with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Another reason brought down, this is the Be'er Halacha, and Hilchus Megillah, he says, you know, the Shulchan Aruch says we should bring children to shul to hear Megillah. The Mishnah Brewer says it can't be referring to very young children because they will disturb the entire shul. And... Not only do you have to worry about your own shmanas, right? What about other people davening? So since we have, we must be considerate of other people. So too, we should not bring children to shul because they will just disturb other people. There's another reason, and this is quoted by the Magen Avrami. Quotes from the Shlach. The Shlach Kadosh. It's in Chelik Beis Daf Pei Gimel. He was very upset at those that bring young children to shul that did not reach the age of chinuch. He says a number of things. He says, Mesachakim, they play games there. They're laughing. Maraktim, they're dancing. Umechalkalim, and they make a mess. Umechalim aydezez, kedushas hamakim. So first of all, it's not covered to the shul that it becomes a, uh, a playground, that it becomes a, a zoo. Not only that, vegamavavlim dasim espalim. It also disturbs people from davening. So those we really saw before, we could add this no, another detail of that is also not covered of the Beis HaKnesses. And then he says another thing. Vegam kiz bagru, when they get older, lo yasuru miminahagam hara levazas kedushas Beis HaKnesses. They will never uh, get out of that immature view of shul. When a person is brought up in a shul, and shul to them is a place to party, a place to play games, a playground. So then when they get older, they won't realize the Kedushas HaMakam. So if you look in the, uh, the Rav Shlom wrote a sefer called uh, Zriya Obinion. It's uh, planting and building. It's a, it's a, it's a sefer about Chinuch. So his Talmud, one of his Talmudim, or someone that quotes him as a Rebbe, Rabbi Lawrence Kellerman wrote a book called To Kindle a Soul. It's an English book, a fascinating book. And many of the chapters there are based on the Sefer of Zriya Obinion, of how a person should uh, be mechanich the children. And so Rav Shlomovavi writes that if children are brought up in a shul, and shul is their playground, really based on the Shlach Kaddish, so when they get older, they will never grow out of that immature uh, way of viewing a shul, 
And they'll always think that shul is a playground. He says, as opposed to waiting until your children are much older, when they're older and more mature, then you finally bring them to shul, so they already know that shul is not a place for little kids to run around. Shul is a place where we dive in, there's, there's a decorum, there's kedushas hamakayim. So that would be uh, another reason why a person should not bring their children to shul. So, so which one? How do we paskin? You have reasons on both sides. If you want to see, there's an article written by Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg from the Boca Raton uh, Shul. So he uses this discussion as a springboard to, to uh, trying to describe how adults should act in shul, that we are the role models for children, and when children see us how we act in shul, if, if they see us discussing you know, the sports games during laning or discussing what type of booze, is at the Kiddush or that we already had during Kiddush Club. So then how do you expect when children get older to have a uh, the reverence for shul? But he does bring down this discussion, the two sides to it. On one hand, you want to show children, shul is wonderful, come, we'll give you candy, it'll be great, you could say amen, and they want to go to shul. And on the other hand, you have all these problems. Not only are they disturbing people, they're disturbing you, they are running around making a mess, and what might be more important is that their education of shul will be a place of fun, will be a, a playground. So, so if Ephraim actually throws it out there, he's like, what do you think? What do you think is, is proper? So if you discuss it with your friends, you'll probably come up with some type of conclusion that it really depends on the child. It really depends on what type of shul it is. And is there a room for them to play in the shul or there's only one main sanctuary they're just going to be running around? And additionally... Not every tefillah is the same. It's one thing to bring a child to mincha, where they have to be quiet for 10-15 minutes, or to shachars with a speech and, uh, and a laning. Even the adults could hardly uh, be quiet for, for, for the enti- entirety of the davening. So a person would have to use a seichel. But again, if you do bring your children to shul, so focus on the values. Have them say amen. Uh, have them kiss the Torah. Show them the proper decorum of shul. And when they need a break, you let them play outside. So that would be uh, just a basic overall guidelines of bringing children to shul. However, let's go back to our question of giving them candy. So if they are, they are in shul for the proper reasons, they're going to say amen, they're going to sit nicely. Some children could sit nicely for a couple hours, but some children, you know, two minutes, they're already, uh, they're already out the door. So if they could sit nicely and you're giving them candy, so that would be part of their davening. So that's helping them daven. That would not be a problem at all. So that, that would be fine. However, let's say they, they're just eating and making a mess in shul. So the only thing to rely on is either that our sh- a shul was built on a tanai, that we could eat there, even though here it would seem it's kalas roish, they're just making a mess, it's not really eating like a, a sudas mitzvah. Or you could say the shtibl hatter, that it's so much of a tanai that even kalas roish, lightheadedness would be mutter. Or finally, you could say that it's not our achrayas, uh, our Young children, when they get older, hopefully they'll realize this Kedusha Zahamakam, but when they're young, so we have no choice, we give them candy. So again, it really depends on the child, depends on the shul, depends on the expectation of the child, but it should definitely not be a free-for-all where everything just flies, it's, it's you know, just bring children and then they could just make a mess. That would not be uh, uh, the way to do it. It should be a mahalach. It should be either one of these two mahalachim. Either a person is, is not bringing their children to shul specifically so that when they get older and they're ready to come to shul, so that's how they should uh, be introduced to shul. Or if you're bringing them to shul, so you have to focus on why. So that they could participate, that they could say amen, they could kiss the Sefer Torah, and not so that, it, you know, just to get them out of the house and let someone else uh, take care of your children by just bringing them to shul and letting them, you know, run, run, run wild. 
Okay, so tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, we'll get into another controversial discussion of breakaway shuls, of is there a mitzvah to build a new shul? Is there a mitzvah? Is there a problem of breaking away from an existing shul? So we'll get to all those halachas as we continue the Chai Adam and Klai Yazayin.